0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Miracle Soup. I am your host, Christoph Heinen, and thank you for tuning in. Um, It's been a little while since the last episode, and I just want to start off by saying thank you so much to those of you who have reached out um, via email or text or whatever, and have sort of just mentioned and uh, you know mentioned that the that the podcast really means something meant something to you or means something to you that you got something out of what I have. put out there, it really means a lot and I wouldn't really honestly probably be uh, recording this or deciding to continue with Miracle Soup if it wasn't for you. So um, shout out to, oh I didn't catch the guy's or girl's name, Um, somebody emailed me from the Ojibwe peoples, a member of the Ojibwe uh, nation and that's really significant to me because my one of my favorite episodes is the Watiko episode with Paul Levy, and the word Watiko actually comes from Ojibwe um, word. I think it's Windigo or even Watiko, but um, you know that 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 study and that interest really sort of prompted the whole uh, creation of Miracle Soup in the first place. Um, really, just um, using creativity to. Um, to like integrate the the challenges and the the confrontation of evil in our lives um, yeah it it prompted me to start this podcast and so that pod, that uh, that episode about the Vatico is is like actually it was life changing for me you know not going to lie it was really something that has absolutely um shifted the whole way that i operate in this world and the whole way that I see things. And so to get uh, an email from somebody, you know, from the Ojibwe tribe was just like this little wink from the universe. So I didn't catch your name, whoever you were. I just want to thank you so much for uh, reaching out. Um, uh, this person mentioned that he'd listened to the the running episode. I think it was about my first marathon or maybe it was my 50. I don't remember which one, but uh, listen to that up quite a few times. And I'm really so stoked. I'm so glad that that uh, was helpful for you. That's why I do this is like, if there's one person who can benefit, um, then that it makes it all worth it to me. So I uh, really appreciate that. And, and also my friend Sati, she's sort of like just an amazing friend. She reached out and said she kind of binged on the, <laughs> the miracle soup. So that's pretty rad. I I, I appreciate that. And yeah you know, I haven't even looked at the statistics page um, for so long and, and just glancing at it. you know it looks like people are still listening, so, so I'm just going to keep on going. And I just did, didn't want to mention that the reason i taken so long in between the last episode and this one was because I actually sort of went ahead and made another podcast. Yeah, I did. I, I freaking just I jumped ship, and I went ahead and I made another podcast. And it was called Transurfing Kahuna, and it was basically me creating an audiobook, just reading this book called Transurfing, uh, Reality Transurfing, by a guy named Vadim Zeland, who is a Russian author, uh, quantum physicist, and sort of like uh, modern day mystic, if you will. And the book was so meaningful to me, and I wanted to listen to it more. But I had been unable to find an uh, audio recording that I liked listening to, the whoever the narrator was on the ones i found i i couldn't really vibe with that with that uh resonance so i decided to make my own and i kept recording and i i really i got so many like so much interest people were really on board with it and um and then i found out that there was you know it was looking like there could be some uh copyright infringement factors with doing that so I, uh, I just kind of pulled the plug and honestly, I wish I didn't, I don't, I don't think anything would have really happened. Like probably no one would have ever even found out. Right. I mean, in the sea of content that is just growing every single day, I don't think that I probably would have even been noticed. And also beyond that, I don't think they would have done anything, but just tell me to, um, but just tell me to take it down. So I pulled the plug drastically one night. Honestly, I was kind of stoned and feeling a little paranoid. I don't know what it was. I was just sitting in my house alone, like way too high. And I just freaking deleted the whole thing. So I kind of feel bad because a lot of people had been writing me, you know, on emails saying how much the recordings were helping them and how grateful they were. And it was, you know, creating some traction and some vibe. And and, uh, it's just another reason why, honestly, I quit smoking weed. It's just I mean I think there's definitely a time and a place for the holy sacred santa maria but um it just doesn't really work for me and I do rash things when I'm intoxicated pretty much by the, by anything I'm just noticing as I feel like um a quite a few people are actually where we're starting to see, wow, these things that we've been using to escape really are not serving us at all. Even the things that we've been taking to like try to up uplift our consciousness, you know, might have more of a negative effect than we had um, really than than we want to like deal with anymore. So, so I, I think there's like a trend, you know, with. Um, Kind of putting substances down and embracing sobriety and and allowing our consciousness to raise so yeah I was able to um last time I smoked I just I just felt so lousy and I thought well, why am I doing this you know it just i mean the the basic uh, definition of an addiction is being unable to stop something that's that you know is not good for you it's something that's not providing any kind of benefit and and I thought well yeah, this is just not, this is not something I want to keep doing. You know, all respect because I, I do, I've had such wonderful experiences and and everything like that, but it's just been time to put down the old pipe and, uh, sober up a bit. And, um, you know, I, I could have at least let my audience know that I was going to terminate <laughs> like abruptly terminate that whole thing, but you know, whatever. doesn't really matter in the Big scheme of things, but anyway, it did bring me back here to good old Miracle Soup, where I am happy to be recording once again. Um, if you hadn't noticed, I created a new logo for the show, um, and that was admittedly done with the AI. <laughs> I Just I think I used OpenAI, the the Dolly two uh, program, and just typed in, "Make me a picture of a bowl of soup." with a galaxy in it, a wooden bowl of soup with a galaxy in it. And so what you see there is one of the uh, four or eight um, pictures that it that it spat out. So, yeah, the AI thing is trippy, you know. I got turned on to the chat GPT not too long ago and, and honestly have been having a lot of fun with it, asking it all kinds of questions, asking it to, you know... Um, it's it's cool if it, first of all for those of you who don't know what chat gpt is it's the one of the first sort of um artificial intelligence chatbots that are op- open to the public so you can just go type in chat gpt and uh i think you have to get an account you know like you know sign up your name or whatever and then you have access to this artificial intelligence which has access to basically all the information in the internet essentially Um, so it's pretty cool, and one of the things I like to do with it is I'll say, uh, if there's a book that I've been interested in, I could say, you know, sum up in uh, five paragraphs or a thousand words, give me a, write a summary of this book. And you can even kind of have fun with it and say, and make it rhyme, or do it in Shakespearean English. You know, you can add all these kind of funny things and have fun with it, but, um, I think it's a really neat thing. It's it's definitely gaining a lot of popularity. A lot of people are freaked out, even just by the, the, the word AI. There's an instant association with Terminator and Skynet and um Robopocalypse, which is an awesome book by the way. If you haven't read Robopocalypse, it's freaking brilliant. It's about <laughs> it's about the computers and the robots taking over and it's just terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. But um, yeah, we've really uh, our our culture and our country, United States, I think, has been fed really a lot, you know, a lot of fear around AI. I don't know if it's a conspiracy or whatever. I mean, fear is fear, and people kind of get off on it. I know I do. I love horror movies and scary things, but um, but in a lot of countries, especially third world countries, when they hear the, the word AI they don't associate it with the end of the world because they're already kind of like living our worst fear, you know, with not as many material um, opportunities for them. So a lot of the world is absolutely thrilled about AI and is embracing it with open arms. And I think it's good to have kind of a balanced perspective. I don't think the, you know, it's ever just black or white I got a dog barking here. I don't think it's ever quite like that. I think that AI um, is another tool. If you did choose to get um, involved or start experimenting with ChatGPT, you'll see like, oh my God, wow, this is a really helpful tool. It's like, um, you know, it's you know, it's like in, in in my tool shop, you know, it's like I just got this uh, laser burner. I've been doing this all this cool art. I couldn't, you know, I, I, I guess I could like, Burn all those things by hand or chisel them out. But wow, having a tool like that, I can really create some beautiful things that are um, really uplifting my home. And, you know, I started an Etsy shop and um, gifting people, and it's just bringing beauty into the world. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I think AI definitely has that capacity. It's a tool that's coming up. And I think it's uh, when it's seen as a tool and when we learn to use it as such um it can really be beneficial now our cell phones you know our our smartphones are tools also and they're also doing a lot of damage um with people's unconscious and like addictive use of them so i'm sure that can happen with ai too i mean i'm i'm sure it's it's all how we use something i mean guns right <laughs> they can feed your family and they can destroy families so I just like to have that perspective because the, the the chat gpt it's it's really cool you can even you know like for example if i type in chat gpt the contents of my fridge i'll say create a meal plan out of what i have here and make it you know really healthy and simple and then it'll just create like a a seven day meal plan for me out of the contents of my fridge like that's so that's that's freaking rad that's so helpful you know uh, helpful for me to just have this reference to go and um have recipes already right there um when I'm kind of like strapped for time it's a pretty cool thing um so there's all kinds of things you can do you can jump down that rabbit hole and and see what other people are doing on on YouTube or whatever but uh yeah it's neat and then so I use the 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 visual art um open AI software for uh for creating Miracle Soup. And I think it looks really good. And I'm really glad that I honestly didn't have any money to hire an artist, you know. So, uh, like a human being <laughs> to do that for me. So, it's really convenient. I think it looks great. Um, <clears throat> I did want to mention, as I'm speaking about AI and all this, is that I mentioned my laser printer. And yes, I did want to say, this is actually officially, drumroll please, my first commercial on Miracle Soup. I have an Etsy shop. It is called Alchemy Ninja. If you go to Etsy, type in Alchemy Ninja, you'll find my shop. I've been putting up these um, laser engraved carvings on there. I'm using recycled and repurposed wood that I get from just stuff people are throwing away, so I'm repurposing wood that otherwise would have just been burned or thrown away and putting on a lot of sacred geometry, a lot of like mandala kind of figures I'm doing. I've been really going deep into the whole crop circle phenomenon lately and um, noticing that they really are powerful images. And when I put them up around my house, my home feels better and the like the vibration of my home is uplifted and um, I took them to some Christmas party and I've been showing them around and a lot of people are really really digging it um, so if you're not following my Instagram yet it's also alchemy underscore ninja um, and then the Etsy Etsy shop where if you're interested in purchasing one is Alchemy ninja on etsy so um also the link for these is in the show notes um it's all goes through my my link tree so you'll be able to find that and uh yeah i'm excited i i just i'm stoked to be having this little artistic project and i've sold i think three pieces so far which is pretty cool um I sold one piece that's like a, a sacred geometry with a special um, decree for um, the protection of the home invoking the, the violet flame of Saint Germain. It's a really neat neat piece, it's, um, it's on my Instagram, so if you wanna check it out, it's there. I'll make some more of those. I'm totally open to any kind of custom orders. If you guys have certain things you wanted me to create, I can totally do that for you. Um, you just be in touch with me through email or a direct message or whatever. So that's my commercial guys. I got a Etsy shop. I'm creating super rad sacred geometry art. Not just crop circles either, but also um Celtic designs, Celtic knots and such. Um basically anything to me that I look at and I feel like a, a like this coherence in in my energy. I just kind of feel called to certain designs and and think like, "Wow, that'd be really cool to to have um displayed somewhere prominent um so yeah, it's cool. I hope you guys check it out and let me know what you think. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break here for a second. Okay, so now that we have the official uh, commercial out of the way and uh, the introduction, I wanted to go ahead and I'm going to share with you all um, it's just something cool that I, you know, I did. I went ahead and I typed into the Chat GPT, the AI um, mega bot. I said, um, "Would would you write me a one page document on how to practice minimalism?" Um, I've just got an interest in minimalism ever since I started re- reading like Henry David Thoreau back in high school or whatever. And I'm noticing, man, the more clutter I get in my life, the less happy I am. I'm just kind of wanting to streamline my life, so one night uh once again when i was still smoking weed and i was kind of stoned talking to the ai which is a really trippy thing by the way if you do smoke weed i would highly um recommend um talking to the ai when you're when you're high it's it's kind of cool um i haven't done it on psychedelics yet but that definitely could be interesting as well because you can get really deep in your questions with ai you can you can really go deep and um you know you can get into the the nature of reality and 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 get into esoteric um you know explorations and this kind of thing and um but but the thing about the ai that's interesting is you it it really you can't really go it's really not like it sounds a lot like a human but you can't really go so deep that it, you know that it's a machine because he'll he'll always say like the chat gpt the ai will always say you know i'm just a language a language-based you know program protocol and i i have no feelings and i can't you know i can't explain you know what that would feel like or, or something like that and it's very it's kind of very has a very synthetic feel to it like it's to me it's very obvious that it's a machine you know and it's just kind of like regurgitating information and it's also you know um Kind of mainstream, you know. It'll it'll always say like if you're asking it health questions, like make sure to talk to your doctor first about that, you know. Uh, make sure to see a trained health professional, you know. That kind of thing, you know. It's definitely covering its its bases in a legal way. Um, so it's got this synthetic element, but it's still like I was saying in the in the last um, section, it's it's a tool. Have fun with it. Um, and I actually got a lot out of this this little this little um, blurb that I'm going to share. Um, here today. This is sort of like something that I I thought was really helpful, so I'm going to share it with you all. What I did was I said, I said, will you write me a one-page document on how to practice minimalism? ChatGPT, sure. Here is a one-page document how to practice minimalism. Okay, here we go. Minimalism is the intentional promotion of the things we most value and the removal of everything that distracts us from it. Okay, this is Christoph again. I think that's brilliant. Like, amen. That is just almost like the key right there. Okay, I'll just keep reading now without interrupting. It is a lifestyle and mindset that can lead to a simpler and more fulfilling life. Here are some steps you can take to start practicing minimalism. One, identify your values. Start by identifying the things that are most important to you. These might include things like family, friends, health, or personal growth. Understanding what you value most will help guide your decisions about what to keep and what to let go of. 2. Declutter Once you have a clear understanding of your values, start decluttering your physical space. Go through your possessions and get rid of anything that does not align with your values. This can be a difficult process, but remember... That letting go of things that no longer serve you will open up space for things that do. And my little uh, uh, little addition to that would be, okay, that's things and that also includes people. I know that kind of sounds mean, but when we let go of relationships that um, are just causing a lot of commotion, then there's a lot of space for new people who can actually uplift you and nourish you and um, enhance your life. I noticed that in my years. This is very much the case and very important to get in the hang of. Three, simplify your schedule. Minimalism is not just about physical possessions. It's also about simplifying your schedule. Look for ways to reduce the number of commitments and activities in your life that do not align with your values. This might mean saying no to invitations or delegating tasks to others. Four, prioritize experiences over possessions. One of the key principles of minimalism is that experiences are more valuable than possessions. Instead of focusing on acquiring more things, look for opportunities to create new experiences and make lasting memories. Five, embrace simplicity. Minimalism is not about living with as little as possible. It's about surrounding yourself with only what is essential. Embrace the simplicity of a minimalist lifestyle and enjoy the freedom that comes with it. Six, keep learning and experimenting. Minimalism is a personal and ongoing journey and may require experimentation to find what works best for you. And what are the things you can let go? Keep learning about minimalism and experimenting with different ways of incorporating it into your life. Review your uh, seven. Review your progress regularly. Periodically, take time to evaluate your progress and make adjustments as needed. This could mean decluttering again or adjusting your schedule to better align with your values. He goes on. Remember, minimalism is not about deprivation or living with as little as possible. It's about living a simpler, more intentional life by letting go of the things that distract you from what's truly important. All right, now I go on and I say, can you create a list of 10 affirmations for helping me move into a minimalist lifestyle? You know, I want to like reprogram my brain, right? Sure. Here are 10 affirmations you can use to help you move into a minimalist lifestyle. One. I choose to focus on what truly matters and let go of what doesn't. I am in control of my possessions and they do not control me. Less is more and simplicity brings peace. I will make thoughtful and intentional decisions about what to keep and what to let go of. I prioritize experiences over possessions in my life. I choose to live with purpose and intention. I trust in my ability to let go of the unnecessary and make space for what truly brings me joy. I will constantly evaluate my possessions and let go of what no longer serves me. I am open to change and embracing simplicity in all aspects of my life. 10. I am grateful for what I have and do not need to accumulate more to find happiness. Ooh, that last one. That last one's a humdinger. I am grateful for what I have and do not need to accumulate more to find happiness. AI goes on to say, feel free to adjust these affirmations to better match your own personal beliefs and mindset. Repeat them daily to yourself or out loud <clears throat> in the morning or whenever you feel the need. It can be helpful for building positivity and keeping your goals in mind. Remember, minimalism is a journey and it is important to be patient and compassionate with yourself. Aw, that's so sweet. Remember to be compassionate and patient with yourself. Thanks, mega computer. That is so cool. So that, I hope you find that helpful. I'm going to go ahead and leave, I'm going to make a copy of this, put it in the show notes, and uh, you know I'll even include a link to um, the Google file here, the Google document. So if you want to just have it on your Google so you can print it out or whatever, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes and that will be exciting for you all to have. And, you know, obviously you can do this yourself and you could make it rhyme and you can make it 2,000 words or you could make it 10,000 words or you could, you know, actually apply the minimalist principles that we were just talking about and have it be made into a haiku. Say, sum up this document and make it a haiku. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be pretty cool so um so awesome. thank you all for tuning in i 'm going to wrap it up today. I have um all kinds of wonderful things to do, and i'm just um feeling really good to be back on the mic broadcasting um, and f- feeding the miracle soup. Uh, phenomenon. I hope you all enjoyed. Please uh, reach out. Feel free to reach out with any questions, any requests, um, anything like that. Just drop a line, say hi. Let me know you're listening. That's always awesome. And again, feel free to visit my Etsy shop. Um, it'd be so rad to be able to share those pieces. I I really, I really, I really think. Um, yeah, they hold value. That's a neat thing. It's a neat thing that I that I stumbled upon. So. Without tooting my horn too much more, I'm going to let you all go. Have a blessed, truly, truly blessed day. And uh, until next time, this is Christoph. Peace out.